always think about what you want out of your investments. Are you looking for growing your retirement fund? Are you looking for something with a little bit better cash flow in the next five to 10 years? What are the things you're doing? And you're going to take that back to the actual assets. And luckily you can talk to people about them. You can ask those questions. You're listening to The Life & Money Show, a podcast that brings you the stories and strategies of people who are living a meaningful and intentional life by design, building true wealth for their families and impacting the world around them. And now here are your hosts, Annie Dickerson and Julie Lamb. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Life and Money Show. I'm your host, Annie Dickerson. And today I have the pleasure of being joined by none other than Susan Elliott on the Good Egg Investments team. She's been on the show before and she's back. And today we're going to dive into the nuts and bolts of crowdfunding offerings. Susan, how are you today? I'm doing really good. Really good. It's a great... Tuesday. Yeah. Got a good workflow yeah. going today. Yeah. How about you? It. How are you good, today? Good momentum going into the week. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you, Susan, before we get into all of the crowdfunding stuff, I've been hearing, I've seen pictures on our internal team Slack channel with your family and all these adventures you guys are going on. I know you personally are doing some a lot for your own physical fitness challenges and whatnot, and just stretching yourself personally. But also you guys are going on these family adventures on the water. And so share with our listeners a little bit about that. Yeah. Well, I have two young kids, one-year-old and a five-year-old. And my husband and I have been into whitewater sports, our entire relationship and sort of like our pre-retirement years, our 20s. We call those our pre-retirement years where we were working, <laughs> but it was play work. It was a lot of lifestyle work on rivers as guides and writers and tourism managers, that sort of thing. And so now that we have a family, we're able to finally feel sort of the fruits of that labor come to fruition as we're able to go on these multi-day rafting trips with our kids. And that looks like loading up all of our camping stuff onto a raft and pushing off shore and floating downstream. And it's this freedom of like, if you don't have it, you don't need it. And you don't need a bunch of toys. Kids can come up with just incredible games when they're in the wild and when they're outside and in nature and the discovery and learning. And it's extraordinary. And now that my son is one, which probably sounds very young to most listeners to be able to going into the wilderness, essentially, but it's easier than when he was five months old. I'll say that. (laughs) And we're getting to this point where we're seeing our older daughter, our five-year-old really just like have ownership over the camping element and ownership over and pride going through little tiny riffles of waves and sort of things, nothing big or scary that we're doing with these kids in terms of whitewater. But it's like my husband and I look at each other among all of the stuff you still do as parents. You've got to feed them. You've got to make sure they're drinking water. There's tantrums, there's naps. This doesn't stop, but it's not necessarily any harder. You're just doing it in a different location, I think. But we're able to look at each other and think like, oh my goodness, there's just this great big open opportunities in front of us in terms of the next 20 years of taking these kids to extraordinary places in nature via the raft, via this vehicle that we have. So our weekends, we're trying to at least a weekend a month where we're doing a rafting camping trip. We've got a week set aside to be able to do a longer river trip this summer and go from there. We have dreams of doing a three-week long river trip in the next three to five years and going from there. So I mean, what a gift that you're able to give your children. And at such a young age, I mean, they won't 
have memories of a time when that wasn't part of their life. And how cool is that? You're talking about your daughter kind of taking ownership of some of the camping pieces and getting more comfortable in the water. And those are things that she can take with her no matter what she does, leadership, courage, exploration, and the things that you can't learn in a classroom sitting down reading a book that you have to just go out and explore. And how cool is it that you've structured your life in such a way that you and your husband both can share your mutual passions with your kids and you're right. There's such a long road ahead and lots of possibilities. So how exciting. I want to be on that raft with you guys. Yeah, definitely. We love bringing on families who don't have as much experience as we do too, because it's just neat to share the knowledge. And I totally agree. We're just so grateful that we have this ability to be able to take our kids in these places. And what about you? What are you doing to lead your life by design lately? Yeah, well... So for us, actually, I've kind of taken a personal focus recently and focused on my own personal development and where that's taking me. And some of our longtime listeners know I'm both Julie and I are actually from a long time ago. We've always been into this kind of woo woo world of like asking the universe and manifesting different things. I am a big believer in. That's why Good Egg has seen the success that we've been able to take it to, not because we're doing it on our own, but because we're bringing in the forces of the universe, all these invisibles and the things that we believe in. And so I've taken some time over the last, I would say, year or so to really dive in deeper and explore and go all the way into the woo and just try all the things, explore all the things. And the thing is, Susan, it's like what I love about it. For me, it's not necessarily about religion or any of that. It's really about like, I love getting my mind blown every single day. Like every time I read one of these books, my mind is completely blown. Can I tell you this one story? Oh my gosh. I was sitting down with friends last night and I was telling them this story. It's one of many, many stories I've come across where science has not yet caught up to what is happening in the real world. And so it was a near-death experience of this woman who I forget what kind of surgery she was having, but she was on the table and she was clinically died for a period of time while she was on the table. And during this time, the doctor, the surgeon who was working on her, he was so frantic trying to revive her. One of his favorite pens, like one of those big old fancy pens in his pocket. And he was bent over her and it fell out of his pocket and rolled over to the corner under the window in the room. So nothing remarkable about that in particular. So they were able to revive her. And then afterwards, as she woke up, she told the story of how during that time she floated above her body and she saw the whole thing and she saw the pen rolling over to the window. But here's the kicker. This woman was blind. And in that moment, she was able to see everything that was going on in the room. And so it's things like that, past life regressions, and even like astrology, bringing all these things that I know nothing about or know very little about, and I'm just open to seeing what's out there. And just diving in and just going in with a curious mind and just seeing maybe nothing will come of it, maybe something will come of it that we can then infuse into the business or I can infuse into my life. And for me, that's what Life by Design is about. It's different for everybody. And it's really about following your own passions, making that space in your life 
so that you can follow your own passions, whatever that is, whether it takes you on a river or it takes you to some woo-woo workshop, whatever that is that lights you (laughs) up, that's what Life by Design is all about. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. That's probably why I'm so, I love working with you and Julie here. I've been so attracted to the Good Egg brand since I started real estate investing many, many years ago. And it's, there's some sort of woo-woo connection there. I wanted to go into the woo funnel with you all. That's right. I like that (laughs) down the woo pathway. And I like how you identifying that, like, I have no idea how that's applicable to my life. That story of this woman who was blind, but it opens up your awareness and it opens up. You're just like, well, what else is possible? And even coming to your business day, looking at your calendar, looking at these problems, and we're constantly asking ourselves different questions about challenges and problems. I think it naturally allows us to open up our minds a little bit more to things that we don't even know about that are possible. And in that vein, we're naturally kind of seeing more creative solutions to things and ways to help people reach people, ways to bring this to more people, help improve other people, help other people even have that kind of experience where they're able to solve problems easier. I mean... That's great. We can help people yeah. solve problems easier. That's right. We've done good, good jobs <laughs> in this world. <laughs> That's right. And that dovetails so nicely into what we're talking about today around this crowdfunding opportunity and these crowdfunding offerings. And because from the outset of Good Egg Investments, our mission and vision has always been, as you know, to help as many people as possible, not just the ultra rich to get richer, but we want to help the everyday investor who may be just starting out, has never had real estate investing experience, is curious about what all of this is, but maybe too busy with their job or with their family or other commitments to really be a landlord and commit to all that that means. So giving them an opportunity to invest passively. And for a long time, for due in part to SEC regulations, we weren't able to open a lot of our offerings to the general public. It was many of them were open only to accredited investors. But now being on the inside, we're all always talking about the non-accredited investors. And for a long time, it was like, oh, gutting me. I was like, how can we get to these people? Like we're bringing them along and we're teaching them, but we're not actually giving them the opportunity to build their wealth and actually invest and grow their money, which is why it's so exciting that we now have this brand new special crowdfunding offering where it is open to everybody, whether you're accredited or not. And we've also lowered our typical 50K minimum down to just 10K. And so it's really a very unique opportunity. So before we dive in for anybody who's right away listening to this and you're like, oh my gosh, I've been waiting for this. I want to learn more. You can pause this and go right now to goodegginvestments.com slash growth to learn more about that opportunity. But With that, let's go ahead and dive in because Susan, I know you've been doing a lot of digging into this. You're such an expert on this. So tell us at a basic level, like what is crowdfunding? What is a crowdfunding offering? And what does that mean for the investor? Absolutely. I've been marinating in this because it is my personal passion as a non-accredited investor myself 
I am here. I am the person that is benefiting from things like this. I do not have time to manage rental properties, nor do I want to spend my time doing that. I've done that. I kind of still do. I'm ready to get out of it. So it runs deep in here. And that's why I I volunteered to jump in on all things crowdfunding. So crowdfunding is just another way to put together a group investment from friends, from families, from strangers. But the difference here is that there's just kind of a different set of rules that has to be followed to protect the investor. That's where the SEC comes in. They're doing all of this to protect the investors so that they're not giving up all of their life savings into something that sounds really too good to be true. So there's different ways that the crowdfunding regulations do that. But if you can think about it, it's like we've all kind of heard of crowdfunding before. I would guess there's these campaigns that pop up on Facebook to help a sick neighbor or a family member in need. Sometimes it's for a crazy Kickstarter project. I invested in one way back when. I think it was for like these light up Legos that had like LEDs embedded in them. But like I remember in I don't know how much money I put into it, maybe like a hundred bucks to, and then you get the like gift, right? Whatever tier. and The tiers, exactly. Yeah, the thing. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to get this set of Legos. But unfortunately, that particular venture, I think they either never got it off the ground or they were kind of a little bit disorganized. So I never ended up getting my light up Legos. So, but I think about that every time. That is so funny. <laughs> the crowdfunding, the Indiegogo campaign that yeah, I participated yeah. in was <laughs> to a new website, a launch of this sort of platform where you could download really detailed adventure maps. So it's funny that you were the light up Lego that got you. And what got me was like a lifetime access to adventure trail and paddling and all kinds of maps across the country. But the company decided to nix that offering from their platform. So what I thought was this like great quote investment in my future of it's kind of like free trail guides to the country didn't actually pan out. And that's the big thing. These are all donation examples. So those were donation-based crowdfunding opportunities for friends. You know, ideally you're supporting something you love or giving money to a good cause or getting a cool reward for kicking someone's business into go mode. But where crowdfunding has come, and this is really just because the technology has caught up with it, is this place where now you're able to make an actual investment. You're able to make a return on the money that you're investing. So you have an equity ownership in that business or in the property that the business is purchasing, which is all what we at Good Egg have been doing. We purchase real estate as a group together. So now we're able to just do that through this new process. And the difference here is that the technology, like I said, is caught up to be able to allow us to follow all those regulations to help bring people on who are make a little bit less money than in the accredited folks, but still want to get passive investing into their portfolio. It allows us to do that while following all of the legal regulations. So it's like a new vehicle, as I describe it to some people. It's the same journey that we're taking everyone on. You can ride along because we got this snazzy new electric vehicle, we'll call it. That's right. (laughs) That is the crowdfunding regulations. Yeah. I love it. And so just to recap, so with a Kickstarter or Indiegogo, you're not actually investing in the company when you put your money in. You're like at 20 bucks, you get a t-shirt at a hundred bucks, you get 
a Lego set or whatever it is that they are trying to develop, right? But you have no stake. You have no equity in that company. You're just kind of showing your support. You're like, yeah, I love this idea. Love what you're doing. I'm going to put some money towards this. But in most cases, you may get a little tchotchke, but you're not going to get an actual return on that money because it's not an investment versus exactly with what we're doing now with real estate crowdfunding, you're actually just like a real estate syndication that we've been doing. You're investing, you have equity, you're an actual part owner in the underlying real estate, which brings me to the question, taxes. As a crowdfunding investor, do I get tax benefits? Have you been thinking about investing in real estate, but aren't sure you have the time or the desire to manage the investment? Perhaps you're afraid, like we were, that you'll make the mistake of choosing the wrong market or the wrong team and lose your entire investment. Well, that's exactly why we created the Good Egg Investor Club. We do the work of identifying solid real estate investment opportunities in the best markets around the country and then partner with you to acquire these investments and then we'll all share in the returns. We'll identify the growing markets, strong, experienced teams, and the solid deals. We do all the heavy lifting of managing the tenants and the renovations, and as a passive partner, you get to enjoy all the benefits of investing in real estate, monthly cash flow, long-term appreciation, and the ongoing tax benefits. When we first discovered passive investing through real estate syndications, we realized it fit perfectly into our busy lives. We could put our money to work for our families, work less, and get more time back in our days so that we could focus on what matters most and discover our true passion and purpose in life. We've now helped hundreds of people invest passively in real estate syndications and are seeing the positive impact it's had on their lives. We invite you to partner with us by joining the Good Egg Investor Club today so you can start putting your money to work for you and get more time back in your day because we know that when people have more time in their days, they can do the true work they were intended to do and the world will be a better place. To sign up for the Good Egg Investor Club, go to goodegginvestments.com slash invest and we'll take it from there. That's goodegginvestments.com slash invest. Great question. And the answer is yes. You get tax benefits just like any other accredited investor might be investing into one of our syndicated deals that's only open to accredited investors, for example. So those same suites of tax benefits go to you as well. You're making this passive income. It's not earned income. It's passive income as the returns from this investment. And that qualifies you for a lot of great tax benefits. Mm-hmm. What's neat is you're kind of plugging, at least in our current growth fund right now, we're plugging this group of investors right into the same asset as the rest of our investors are taking advantage of. They're receiving the exact same returns as class B of our other fund offering. And the way that we're able to do that is because of this crowdfunding structure. So you're not even coming in at sort of this lower, lowest of the tiers because you're only putting in 10K or because you're not accredited. There's no difference in what you're doing versus what the class B investors in the accredited line are doing. You're just able to come in at a lower amount and you're able to not have to prove you're accredited. You're a non-accredited investor. 
And for anybody who might have just stumbled across this episode, welcome, by the way, we love having you here. And if they maybe have never heard of what an accredited investor is, give us a quick high level, like what does it take to reach that threshold and what does it mean to be accredited versus non-accredited? Great question. Yeah. It's like, something that gets talked about a lot in the real estate space and as this like sort of tears to just like go after the accreditation status. And Annie, you might have a more detailed definition to here. So please correct me if I'm wrong, but oh, I believe I'll have it's to that give you have- out my- ukulele and play my ukulele song as an answer to this. (laughs) Oh, if you don't know what Annie's talking about, please go to our YouTube channel and look up (laughs) Annie's accredited ukulele song because it does quite summarize it in quite a lovely way that you can share with your kids too. They like, it's like a lovely little song, but being accredited basically means that you're a high income earner. You have over $1 million in assets, discluding your primary residence. So just in sort of investment assets, or you can prove it that way, or you can prove it that you make over $200,000 a year filing singly or 300 filing jointly, but that has to be shown over the past two years and with the promise that it's going to continue into the future. And there's a few other little loopholes too that would get you to be in the accreditation status, but those are the primary ones. Now, that's a pretty good income that you're earning, but I like to think of this as like early stage investors versus really kind of medium, late stage investors, meaning they have some experience. They've built up a good nest egg already. They've built up a good wealth generating machine assets, that sort of thing. But for the early stage investors, the myth here is that you have to just like hustle and grind in real estate to be able to get to the point where you're accredited. And crowdfunding is kind of going to blow that out of the water because you no longer have to like put in all the hours as a landlord and build up your single family portfolio before you can sell that and then get into passive investments. You sort of like earned your way. And now with crowdfunding, you're able to get that started a lot sooner, the passive side. Yeah. I'll give you a great example on that too is my mom. So my parents saved, saved, saved their entire lives. And my mom's now at about retirement age, but she hasn't been working for several years now. And my parents had saved up this pot of money, but it was a very finite pot of money, right? It was just like, okay, this is how much we can spend for the rest of our lives to make it last. And they were not accredited. And a few years ago, when I discovered this path, I started figuring out ways through crowdfunding, through offerings available to non-accredited investors to help my mom to invest her money. And what's so cool about it is, you know, I mentioned she's not working. She, in fact, spends all day either playing with my kids or bless her, just bless her, bless all the grandmas out there. She picks my kids up from school. She plays with them and she loves watercolor painting. So that's what she does, but she's not working. She's not making an income, but her net worth is growing. And in fact, soon enough, she will reach that accredited status. And she's not working at all. And it's just because of this snowball effect of growing her money and giving it time and intention. And so this crowdfunding avenue can be such a great way because as a non-accredited investor and on behalf of my mom, I'm like trying to find all these opportunities, but it's not easy. But it's hard. 
Yeah. As you know, with a typical, it's a 506B offering under SEC regulations, right? So each 506B offering can accept up to 35 non-accredited investors, which on a huge offering is not that many slots, especially if there's a lot of non-accredited investors vying for them. Plus those opportunities, because the SEC is trying to protect those non-accredited investors, they cannot be publicly advertised. So here I am and I'm in the industry. I am trying to find them. Yes. Trying to find them for my mom. And it's hard even for me. I'm like tapping different people. I'm like, do you have an opportunity? And sometimes I miss out on the timing or whatnot, but a crowdfunding offering like this, the beauty of it is it combines the best of both worlds. So it's open to non-accredited investors and we can tell the world about it. There are some limitations, of course, but it's much easier for non-accredited investors to find, to learn about, and to participate in. So can I tell you my experience too about the 506B? I have a few investments in 506B offerings, and I'm really happy with them. They're luckily performing really well, even in this market right now. But when I went into them, I naturally was questioning because I found that it's like a lot of sort of newer teams were offering this because Mm -hmm. they wanted to be able to, rightly so, fund their deals. And it seems like that's a bigger window of people that you can get to come on board, to be in the group, to invest. So they're opening it up to what's called sophisticated investors. And I was sophisticated because I sort of just know a lot about real estate investing. I've talked to the team before. They kind of knew a little bit more about me. They were able to check that box. That's all that I had to do to check that box, in fact. But there was always in the back of my head, like, I want to be investing with the teams that have been doing this for many years that have already exited deals. For instance, both of these deals that I went into, I'm quite fortunate, but they hadn't exited any deals yet. So they're still on the back of my head of like, can they do this? I hope so. And so what crowdfunding is doing, like you said, that you can open it up to everybody. You can market it to anyone. It doesn't have to be this like secret group that you find somehow. And then you hear that they're investing in or offering investments in this way. But you're able to invest with the best teams in the country now. And this is a big difference between maybe even some real estate crowdfunding platforms that people have already heard of where their only avenue is crowdfunding. And what these platforms have done that have been around for a couple of years now, you're kind of investing in this really big, broad portfolio of assets. And you don't really know the teams who are doing the work behind those individual assets. And perhaps you're diversifying across them all, and that makes it feel a little bit better in terms of mitigating risk. But to be able to like jump on a call with the team and ask them questions, hop on our popovers, listen to our Good Egg Lives. Like you're getting to know everybody on the Good Egg team through all of those avenues before you even can invest. So not only do you know the specific asset you're investing in now with the new technology that we can leverage, you're also knowing the team behind it. And the team is everything. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. It's almost like investing in a like a mutual fund versus investing in an individual stock or opportunity and even better than that because with a stock it's not like if i invest in meta i can call up mark zuckerberg and be like 
hey, what's going on here? But with this, you can and you have direct contact with us and our team. And as you know, is a big part of what we pride ourselves on is that communication and that transparency versus that open-ended fund where you're talking about where you might be investing in a whole bunch of different things but you might not know about or have control in any of the individual assets. And so that's a great distinction. What else should investors be considering as they're thinking about whether or not this might be the right avenue for them? Yeah. I mean, I think that it all comes down. We always talk about your own investing goals. And this is the same process as it is for accredited investors to always think about what you want out of your investments. Are you looking for growing your retirement fund, the 30-year, 40-year time horizon? Are you looking for something with a little bit better cash flow in the next five to 10 years. What are the things you're doing? And you're going to take that back to the actual assets. And luckily, you can talk to people about them. You can ask those questions. It's not just reading only the investment offering memorandums, the documents that come out with each investment. So I would say consider all those things that we talk about a lot to all of our investors. With crowdfunding, there are limits to how much you can invest depending upon your income. So go through that process. I would say go ahead and click through if you're interested in it and see how much you're able to invest based on your income. Luckily, we've lowered that amount to 10000 So if that's all you're able to qualify for, that's you can still invest. You're not waiting to get the $50,000 mark on our other minimum investments. But sometimes it's nice to go through that process. So that's another tip too, to learn a little bit more about how you'll be able to leverage crowdfunding. And the other thing that some people don't think about is just because this is also open to non-accredited investors, as you mentioned, I believe the returns are not any different from the offering for our accredited investors. In fact, it's one and the same. They're going right alongside, which is the beauty of this is that there is no discrepancy. It's not like one is better or worse than the other, but it is interesting because we were starting to see some of our returning investors leverage this crowdfunding offering in kind of some unique ways, right? And so some of them have talked about, they've been investing with us for years but they have adult children and their children might not be accredited just yet, but they've been dying to do it. Sometimes they form LLCs and they're like, can I invest with this LLC together with my kids? And we're like, no, everybody who's part of the LLC has to be accredited. So this is a great opportunity for them to get in or to invest on behalf of their children, to invest with their children, or to bring in friends, neighbors, family who might not have been in that 50K threshold, who might not be accredited yet. And of course, for non-accredited investors who've been waiting, sitting on the sidelines for us to open an opportunity for them, it's a great opportunity for them to get in as well. Yeah, that's a really neat way that the accredited investors coming in and being able to leverage that in different ways too. That's a really good point. I do like seeing that. I think about when I was in my early 20s and how I probably wouldn't have been able to maybe even qualify for the 10K amount early career, but alongside my family, had we been able to come together and do it as a group, that could have put me in a very much different place than I am today. Absolutely. And I think about too, just my own investing stages is that as an unaccredited investor, it takes me a lot longer to build up 
the 50K to be able to put it into a deal if there is a 506B offering, right? So that 10K is really great for these early stages too of like just getting the velocity going. Maybe I can pull 10K out of my rental property. And instead of waiting for three years with that 10K to be able to keep on saving to get to the 50K, I can get that moving right away. And it just like, it allows me to take more action more often too. And there's a lot to be said for that in terms of just like that really early stage investing is critical to late stage velocity, you know, the compounding effect of continuing to invest. Mm-hmm. And you said something that I want to add to, you said you could take money out of your rental and invest it. And I think that's a fantastic idea is to get creative with it because a lot of us we're sitting there, there is money there, but maybe we just haven't gone that extra mile to think about the creative solutions. So there might be the like opportunities to refinance and pull some money out of rental properties that you may have, or maybe there's a 401k that's sitting idle where you can roll that into a self-directed account and invest with that. What I would not advise is investing with money that you're taking out on a loan or money that you may need in the imminent future. Your uh, emergency because, savings fund. Right? This isn't yeah. a liquid investment. Nope. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So this is exactly the same as our typical five-year investments, right? And so you put your money in whatever amount it is, whether it's 10K, 30K, 50K, whatever, but that's going to be in the property for that projected five-year hold. And so you don't want to be having taken out a loan and be on the hook to pay back that loan. And if something happens or if for whatever reason, the cash flow is adjusted and you're not able to make that payment, then we don't want you to be in trouble there. So just things to think about. But are there other considerations, risks, things that people should be thinking about? So we talked about goals, but are there any, and maybe there aren't any additional downsides or risks outside of a typical syndication? It is. I think it's the same. And we're lucky to have the Securities and Exchange Commission. Dear Securities and Exchange Commission, thank you for your (laughs) work. But really, that allows you to have this a little bit more peace of mind too when you're investing. If it's going through, if it has to follow the legal structure of the Securities and Exchange Commission, that means that there's a lot of buckets that we're checking. And then hopefully all of the education we provide through our emails, our videos, our podcasts, you're able to get the education you need to do the due diligence that's required with any type of investing. And yeah, it's not any different than other ones. I think that it's a good reminder, especially if you're new to this, you're coming at passive investing. This is some of your first investing in real estate to remember that the due diligence here is heavy on your end before you wire your funds, right? So by the time you're wiring your funds, you should be really understand everything about the deal because you don't have to do anything after that. That's the beauty of passive investing. If you think about it, okay, I'm spending so much time learning about this. This is all new language. By the way, we have a great resource coming out soon about all the terms you hear in real estate investing. But if all of that's new, keep in mind that like you do that learning kind of once, you do ongoing education, professional continuing education as you go, but it gets easier every time. So take the time to really understand the business plans, the assets, this type of investing. It'll stay with you forever. 
Yes. And on that note, my mom will be investing in this crowdfunding offering. And so for anybody who wants to join in, go to goodegginvestments.com slash growth. You can learn all about it. Oh, that's the other thing I wanted to mention is that because this is a crowdfunding offering and we're following SEC regulations, we do have a limited number of spots. So unlike some of our bigger funds where we have quite a bit of room to take as much capital as you have that you want to place, with this particular crowdfunding offering, because of SEC guidelines, we are limited by the amount of capital we can accept through this electric vehicle, if you will. And so if you are interested, I would highly recommend you go to the site now, goodegginvestments.com slash growth. And just there's some different terminology to our typical offering. So you put in a pledge I guess it's kind of like a Kickstarter. I don't know. Do you put in a pledge? Sounds a little bit like that. Yeah. That's that's the commitment. That's That's sort of the soft commitment. You put in a pledge. Yeah. You put in your pledge and then you can fund it from there and sign the documents, but all in one tidy, neat place. Of course, if you ever have any questions about this or any of our other offerings, you can always reach out to us at investorrelations at goodegginvestments.com. But with that, Susan, any last thoughts that you want to leave our listeners with? Any last advice or tips or anything as they're considering this or other investments? Yeah. Well, if you're listening to this at a later time and we've already closed this growth fund, this growth fund one, then know that we are going to try to have a crowdfunding piece in all of our future offerings as well, especially if this goes clean and smooth and everybody's pretty happy. So ideally, this will be a companion to many assets to come, even if it's not the one that you're looking at right now. So... Yes. And when in doubt or when you get stuck, always come back to your why. As we were talking about at the top of the show, you know, all the reasons that we do all of this and we invest personally ourselves is to create that life by design so that we can be out on that river on the weekends with our families so that we can go to these crazy workshops that we're interested in or whatever else. Blow your mind as often right. as possible as Annie That's would do. right. Right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And if anybody's interested, you let me know. If you're interested in coming to one of these woo-woo workshops with me, I'm always down to have I can't wait to woo-woo with you. So yes, anytime. I'm always happy to have people come along for the ride. But for all our listeners, thank you for tuning in to our another episode of the Life and Money Show. Susan, thank you for being here and sharing all of your wisdom around crowdfunding. And on behalf of the whole Good Egg Investments team, you know, we're so excited about this new crowdfunding opportunity. And we invite all of you to join us in this offering. You've been listening to the Life and Money Show, the number one podcast for people who like you are living a meaningful and intentional life by design, building true wealth, and making an impact in the world. For more resources, check out goodegginvestments.com and be sure to join the Life and Money Show community on Facebook. And if you got value out of the show, please subscribe and give us a five-star review so we can continue to bring you amazing new conversations.